On this episode of The View from Jamestown, the team is back from EPCA as well as some other recent travel. We recap our time in Vienna for the EPCA with European business partners and colleagues. We are forecasting and updating what's happening here in Q4 as well as early forecasts for next year, what's to come for Q1 and more, as well as a conversation with Lashako on the global freight market, what's happening around the world, and their thoughts for the market for 2024. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the View from Jamestown podcast edition. This is episode 98. This is the October 2023 edition, and we have a, uh, a partial team here this morning. Latin American operations manager Javier Fernandez to my right, inside sales manager Nicole Greenberg, and TCC president Rob Roach. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Good morning, Betty. We've there... been up on the 100th. Yeah, we're getting there. Getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. Can't believe it. Slowly but surely. It's crazy that it's 98. It's a big number. That's a big number. And that doesn't include all the sort of separate ones you do. Yeah. I mean, we've had it plenty does. of segments and inserts and, you know, like we had data core last month that was technically part of 97 or 96. So we've, we've, uh, Oh, so you include it with the particular month. Yeah. Like, like as a preview for this episode, we'll have Lashako come on. So we recorded the Lashako ah. segment, but it's, it'll technically be one episode, even though it's kind of two recordings. So mm-hmm. we've, uh, we've so done. this is the 98th of this particular group's podcast yep wow yep wow crazy (laughs) (laughs) um it is uh it is mid-october it's starting to feel like fall here we are uh very much on the the end of summer it seems like how you guys all doing very good very Very good good. feeling 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 hopeful very good yeah good yes good nicole yep same i mean i think uh yeah as we're going into the cooler weather i mean i'm obviously a fan of that but um yeah no hopeful and you know, it's been nice. I think a lot of us have been out and traveling lately and, you know, uh, meet, you know, meeting schedules have been filling up. So yeah. it's been great. It's been great. That's a, that's a good point. We have all been kind of running around getting back to post-summer travel season, I guess. I know you were just at the Vinyl Tech and uh, we haven't really talked about it much, but how was, uh, how was Vinyl Tech last week? It was great. It was very well attended. Um, I think they had over 200 plus attendees, a lot of uh, technical folks and yeah. R&D folks, which was uh, interesting to see kind of the... Um, that they are looking to, on ways to not only build in sustainability into their formulations and, and um, you know, products that they're, you know, evaluating, but also from a cost standpoint and kind of, you know, that what we've been talking about the last couple of months, you know, is it feasible um, or is it just something more like to talk about being sustainable versus actually being able to implement it? So I thought that was an interesting uh, take, yeah. um, take away from that. It's a good point. I feel like we collectively spend a lot of time talking with purchasing folks and supply chain folks about their needs and how much product they're going to need and uh, what their goals are in terms of cost cutting and all that good stuff. But it's, it's I'm sure it's interesting talking more to like R&D and technical folks because they probably have a whole different suite of metrics, whether it's sustainability or just new products in general. It's probably an interesting group of folks to talk to in times like these. It sure was. I mean, a lot of it was obviously way over my head yeah. <laughs> because I'm not a chemist by nature in any sense of the word. But no, yeah, it was it was interesting to be surrounded by that many like minded individuals on that front. So, hmm. yeah, curious to see how uh, the next couple of months and. I'm actually surprised to hear that there was a technical focus. I mean, it's sort of a shift because it's been genericized so much yeah. vinyl, you know, like you look at every formula because of mergers and acquisitions and this, that, and the other thing and cost cutting and all that, like the formulas are so generic and not good either. So it's, it's, it's good to hear, you know, yeah. that there's a focus on technical and, and getting an improved product would be 
sustainable, you know? Exactly. And that that was, would be good. That was a lot of what, yeah, they were saying is, you know, what, how can we improve? We, we don't want to just drop something in that, that already exists. How, how can we improve? Mm. And so, yeah, I, th- I think it'll be interesting to, uh, to see how that shapes up. Well, that's a good point. That's 200 plus people is more than I would have guessed would have been there and more than I remember going in the past. So that is interesting. Yep. We do that compounders conference in December as well. And I've already had two or three customers that I've sold for a long time that are asking about it, that are planning on going that haven't in the past. So more on the technical side, people that have been taking samples from us and looking at stuff. And now they're going to these conferences to listen to presentations and get info on stuff. So it's, it's definitely a trend. Is that Austin or Austin? Yeah. Austin. Yeah. December for that. December. Yep. Better than December in DC. Yeah. DC in December. 100%. Are you going to that, by the way? We gotta, we I think so. Yeah. That. Yeah. Because yeah. Ben will still be there, right? Ben's, yes. Ben's down there. Yes. He's in He's in Austin. So, yeah. Oh. Yeah. My son, Ben. Yeah. So, get to see him, too. I've never been. I'm excited. It's supposed to be a cool it, city. It is a cool city. Yeah. And it's not far from San Antonio. Yeah. Right up the road, really. Yeah. A hop, skip, and a jump. Yeah. Hour, hour and a half, yep. which is close. And, Texas, Texas, yeah. <laughs> Texas, Texas, different world here in Rhode Island. Fifteen minutes yeah. might as well be an hour, you know. So, but. I, I saw something when we, when we were in Europe. It was it was the state of Texas superimposed on different parts of Europe, and it's like you can get to twelve countries, and some like the, the, depending where you put Texas, you can get to like you can touch like twelve different country borders in Europe compared to the, it's the size a huge of Texas. State, yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, but speaking of travel, uh, I know it feels like a, a while ago now, but we're back from the EPCA as well in Vienna. Uh, my first EPCA experience, which was awesome. And I know you're a, a EPCA veteran, but uh, yeah. how was the EPCA for you? It was weird because it was in late September. You know, usually it's early October. Vienna was, I mean, a great host city, you know and I mean? I, like you, you didn't even feel the impact of thousands of people descending yep. upon it. I mean, we, you know, we had no problem getting reservations for lunch and dinner and hotel and everything. So it, it is, it is a great host city. Um, and I guess next year is Berlin. So, um, yeah, I mean, late September, beautiful. I mean, beautiful weather we had. It's interesting because we were over there and it was raining the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody was WhatsApping and texting and and emailing about the weather back here was so bad, but gorgeous weather in Vienna. And, um, you know, the, there was, there was a tempered optimism. I think it would be the best way to describe it. They've, seen a little bit of an uptick in September and in that at that time that that was you know look, welcomed you know because it's been tough over there so yep. uh, right now Europe is uh you know having a hard time uh, as we all know and uh, but September seemed to to bring some light to the end of the tunnel yeah it's definitely interesting being over there and being American you know I'm used to being at the AFPM where everyone's American and you're very interested to talk to the Asian folks that come in and European folks that come in to get mm. their perspectives on things and it was weird being on the other side of that everyone's interested to talk to us Americans right. both to see how we're doing and, and I think it's kind of unanimous that the U.S. is doing the best of most regions so there's a lot of interest in in us you know maybe not me and you per se but America as a whole on, right. on hasn't how always been that way yeah. you know it's been highly highly focused on China yeah. you know and before that even at times a European with a strong euro and things like that I mean it's uh you know we haven't always been the most popular region to to participate in but we are right now that's for sure yep yeah, it was interesting, you know, you talk about what's to come for the winter and then next year. I mean, the U.S. I think is poised to be a little bit better. A lot of concerns in Europe with what uh, energy prices do, what happens with this Ukraine and Russia war, and then now with what's going on with Israel. There's a lot of mm. a lot of question marks on the, on that side of the world for the, yeah, the wintertime. There is, and and uh, we we haven't really seen 
the full extent of what's going to happen yet. And, um, but you know, as far as the U S goes, um, you know, that we're, we're in a retail season, obviously my Amazon charges are coming through <laughs> already and the pumpkins are out. And, uh, I saw yeah. them this morning. I yeah. stopped and I said, oh my gosh, I love the, you know, the fall. Yeah, my festive. wife's been decorating for, for Halloween. And uh, so, yeah, the, the you know, usually the fourth quarter is good for, for retail, obviously, for obvious reasons. And yep. and uh, there's no holdup right now, except for the Panama Canal it has to be light loaded. But, uh, you know, everything's coming into L.A., uh, you know, on time, all the plastic toys and everything. But and it's interesting here in the US i mean the actual like amount of people that are shifting and now like stocking toys like local small like i mean you're in that age group now, with your child now hobby that yep. you can actually find toys like <laughs> toys r us went out of business you couldn't find toys for a while it was only mm-hmm. amazon but yep. now like there's smaller niche retail places are starting to stock toys and of course you know you've got you know places that are putting in toy sections like you yeah. know yeah. so you know We'll see. You know, it, it should be a strong retail season, but we're having tremendous slowdown in, in home sales, and that's concerning. That's going to trickle down very quickly to retail. Yeah. Yeah, and I think kind of wrapping up the EPCA part of it, I mean, one of my favorite parts, obviously we had a couple of meetings and dinner with our friends with Avonic, which was yep, which yep. was great. We got it. They presented a nice little uh, award for uh, celebrating 25 years doing business together, which was cool. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll put the picture with Rob, you know, right here. And, uh, <laughs> right, yeah, that was uh, uh, in front of one of our uh, mutual customers, yeah. which was kind of cool too. Yeah. But yeah, they've got a big plexiglass, um, you know, division, and uh, so it's made of plexiglass, and it has a molecule of uh, in there of DIMP, which is uh, probably the biggest uh, transactionary item that we do together. And um, yeah, they presented that at EPCA and. Uh, had to put it in my carry-on because it was <laughs> so heavy. <laughs> but uh, that was a really nice uh, gesture, and we'll have to uh, return the gesture at some point when we get a chance to to all celebrate together. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, I'm glad that they presented it to you because you had to carry it home. I'm like, but I took good care of it. Yeah. you know, on the way home, and it made it in one piece. So uh, very, very nice. It's. It's nice to be appreciated after doing 25 years of, of business together. So, um, so shout out to all the people that uh, you know helped develop that business starting back in the late 90s. Yeah. So, um, been a great success for both of our companies. Yeah, and really showcases the importance of relationships in the industry. I mean, some of the folks that were at that dinner were you know from day one when we started doing business together. When it was you and Nick and you know the team over there, and it was, it was cool to see you know. The relationships that you've built and that have been built and the strong business we've done together and you know we may be a b2b type of business but it's all driven by people and relationships and sure along the ways you know technology improves things and makes communication easier and whatnot but at the end of the day it's all driven by people and it was really, it really cool to showcase is that. yeah well said ben it's it, it's it's a relationship business still to this day even though you know private equity and cost cutting and m a seems to really want to beat that down to nothing um it it really the best successes in the 25 plus years i've been in this business have been because of true relationships bonding and the you know success comes from that more than anything and uh yeah we've had great european partners and american partners where we've been able to you know create those relationships build trust and go from there and those are always our best successes yeah 
Absolutely. Yeah, it was a it was a fun week. It was. Uh, it was. It, was it really was. It was really yeah, good. and we both got to enjoy the front and back end. Well, I got the front and back end. You got the back end a little bit on the Amalfi Coast. So yeah, it's always nice to see different places in Europe and. I got to go to Paris a couple days, which was nice. Did you come back with bed bugs or you left the bed bugs? No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm watching these things as you're over there. I'm like, oh man, that ain't good. I saw that and I was like, oh man, I'm just going to keep scrolling. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I I, I didn't see any bed bugs. Thank God. You know. Uh, I have in my lifetime, you know, Colombia, Costa Rica, places, Mexico, you know. I've come across them, but not not in France that time, you know, so. Good. Got lucky. Well, speaking of travel, you've uh, been running around a little bit as well. Yeah, uh, have some some travel planned. Um, of course, I know you're with some of uh, your your Latin American colleagues last week, or we, yeah, we both were for that matter. So yes, yeah, we were there. It's a it's a mix 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 uh, some some mixed things, uh, but um, but everyone's very hopeful for for 2024. Uh, we think that this talking is over, so people should order back up uh, again. Uh, not at the volumes we're used to, but uh, still decent volumes. So still, still good things to be done uh, south of the border. Yeah, yeah. It seems like everyone agrees. You know, stuff's been slow and business is off and all that good stuff. But everyone is very positive, upbeat yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's as positive as you can be. Yeah, I mean, you have to. You have to, and you have to get out there and see customers, suppliers, and yep. do the rounds. You know. You got to see the market. I said it last time. You yeah. got to see the market. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. We haven't done anything with that campaign, but we got to yeah, we we, we, do that. We work yeah. on that. It's been a hot saying around the office, though. Yeah. Everyone says, see the market. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As quoted by Javier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. So so things things should be looking up uh, uh, for, for our region, uh, which is which is uh, Mexico and down uh, for, for 2024. And you've got some uh, upcoming travel as well. Uh, yes, yeah, funny. Uh, Apple always feels like this thing that's like, oh, it's at the end of the year. It's so far away. And then and it's here. We, we were talking last week. I was like, oh yeah, no, I'm leaving in two weeks or whatever. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's crazy that yeah. it's, you know comes up. The schedule is filling up. But what's uh, what's what's coming up? A couple of weeks. Yeah, so we'll be in Colombia for uh, no, two, no, no, Brazil. No, oh, you're going there <laughs> first. Oh, yeah, we're, yeah, we're in Colombia uh, for, for a few months. Sorry, this is. No, no, no. no. And, that's, not where, that's not where Apple is. No, and the Apple is in Sao Paulo. The Apple is in Sao Paulo, and it's from the 11th to the 14th. So we'll be there, and uh, schedule's filling up, and everyone's reaching out for meetings, and 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 opportunities should be should be coming up. Usually a pretty well well attended thing. You think that well Brazil is a good a good location? Yeah, to get to because most of the people are from Brazil, so yeah. it's, it's it should be a good attendance. Yeah. And it, between you, AJ, and Corey Mullins that are attending, which of you three is going to be doing the five k run? Oh, yeah. The five k Corey, Corey, Corey. There's a five k. <laughs> there is. There's and a five k. Yes, yeah, I, I they do the, sports. They do. They do different there's things. Those things where, like you drink, you do. You run a mile and then they give you a beer. Yeah, you run a mile and they give you a beer. <laughs> well, I sent it over to them and I said, "Hey, I'll let you three figure out who." No, is, no, you no, know. no. This isn't Michigan or Wisconsin. This is you know. Yeah, uh, they get serious about that stuff. Too, yeah. You know? Yes, yeah. Soccer. I think we 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 used to have a soccer tournament. As part, as part of the Apple? As part of the Apple. And you got rowdy and they canceled <laughs> it. You got rowdy because people, people, people were people were like playing like very serious. I mean, we're serious about soccer, but like people are we're thinking to the next level. And there were like almost fights broke 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 uh, the the soccer so they, wow. so, so Apple is like soccer's over no just, more soccer just a nice five k fun round to yeah and then they switched to tennis and then there's this guy from Argentina that's it's almost a pro player 
<laughs> so I mean, so he won every year. I mean, it was not yeah. even fun, it was not even fun to you play. Like play lefty or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they canceled that, and now they they they're sticking the last years to 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 runs. Um, okay. Or either that, or cleaning, or doing something green, like cleaning the beach or stuff like that. But yeah. in Sao Paulo, there's no beach, so we're gonna we stick with the run. Yeah. <laughs> and I won't be participating. Of no. course, no, <laughs> no. I heard your schedule is wide open from like eight a.m. to noon. Yes. You had, you had no meeting scheduled there? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's feeling up. It's feeling up. Uh, we, we just we started a couple of weeks ago, and and it's, it's getting up there. Good. Yeah, I hear your WhatsApp ding in the background What's throughout up? the day. Like, WhatsApp, <laughs> yes. Everything is from WhatsApp. So we, it's, it's an email, and then you, you coordinate through WhatsApp, and then you just send a confirmation email. Instead of 10 emails back and forth, yep. are you able for Apple? I was like, yeah, I'll be there. So. Text. I'm available. Okay, boom. Confirm. Very efficient. Very I efficient. Like it. It, it is. Instead of like 20 emails back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. It, it works. Peak efficiency. <laughs> <laughs> um well, that'd be a good trip. Could uh yeah. Is it like a week more or less? A yeah. A little so, more? Yeah, 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 a week. A week, a little bit like eight, eight, nine days. Yeah. Together. Nice. Um, so think about mid October. It's, it was interesting. I was talking to, we did the Kathy Hall episode last week, which if you haven't listened to that, I would go back and listen to that. Always a good quarterly episode. Um, but we had talked prior about obviously hurricane season coming up and then we talked last week and really was a pretty quiet hurricane season. I mean, I feel like we've had most years where there's at least one storm that has some sort of major outage or something happens. I feel like it was kind of a, just kind of came and gone this year, which isn't a bad thing. Nice to have a maybe mild, uh, year with outages specific to you know industry but uh seems like it came and went and wasn't really a whole lot of activity is it over i was just gonna ask that is there's th still a hurricane down there you know but is there one now yeah there's one that's kind of like you know Brewing. north of columbia right yeah. now sort yeah. of a little bit too far south but i don't think it's over yet benny you yeah. know so i would be careful about that knock you know on, but knock, it, knock on wood. it is an, it, it's a i don't know if it's la nina or el nino or la nina year but they're usually not so bad yeah. and they were saying that i guess yeah. but yeah i mean they're maybe up to this point at least it's been been pretty quiet which is right welcome news yeah yeah I mean, we, we've had some storms and swell up here not you know not yeah. any damage but there's been some surf at least that's just normal though yeah. you know they just hype it up so much now yeah. you know what i mean if they get a headline they run with it and hype it up so much so yeah you know you got to be careful with how, how much attention you pay to it yeah for sure I know I'm starting to see kind of Q3 earnings reports from people, and it seems like over the last week as they've been coming out of the every headline, it seems like it says you know things are kind of better than expected, which mm -hmm. I thought was interesting. I mean, bank stocks are obviously doing well with interest rates, so that's not necessarily surprising. But you know, consumer spending still doing well. You were talking earlier about you know spending season and Christmas season mm -hmm. and Amazon season, and all that good stuff. Um, you know, it seems like folks are the general consensus is people are used to kind of these higher interest rates and are still spending money. I mean, it's kind of been interesting. I feel like everyone's been waiting for, you talk about recessions and things mm. like that, and you wait for stuff to slow down, but reports come out and, you know, the the data is right there showing that people are still earning money, making money. I mean, part of that may be some layoffs and things along those mm. lines that we've seen over the last couple of months, but um, it's been interesting to see a lot of the news kind of better than expected. Yeah, I mean... In America, we're spending money. They, you know, when we went to EPCA, they were certainly talking about things being tight. Um, I think the big news at EPCA was the the layoffs by BASF. Yep. I think they laid off five hundred people in Germany, and it had almost nobody there. Right? There's very little. Oh BASF my god! There was such a, a lack of attendance from really big companies. You know, like really big companies had 
just a few people in attendance and yeah. BSF specifically, I think they laid off 500 in Germany and it was 55 plus. I don't know if this is fact or not, but this is what we were all conversating about. And that's just such a massive amount of knowledge base that, you know, to say, oh, well, if you're 55 or older, Jesus, that's, that's really the core of your knowledge base there. Um, yeah. So I would say I'm nervous at this point because things aren't really improving quickly enough based on the federal government's, you know, a quantitative easing through their, sure. uh, you know, their, their interest rates. It could be a, a drop in interest rates, maybe to boost things a little bit at some point, maybe go the other way. I doubt it, but um, yeah, money's running out for people. Things are still really expensive here in the U.S. Uh, food prices are still really, crazy. really high, crazy. I mean, crazy high. I noticed when I was at EPCA that wasn't much difference over there. You know, food prices are really high over there. Fuel you know, we've got 89 uh, Brent, 87-ish, um, you know, for WTI. Even gas has come up. We've seen benzene come up. You know, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself no. here a little bit, but, you know, it's October's usually a game changer. We also, November starts an election cycle, one year till we have the presidential, a lot of different elections, but, you know, obviously a very divisive election in as it stands right now with two divisive, you know, uh, opponents, you yeah. know, so uh, a lot going on, you know, a lot, a lot going on. We still have not seen a recovery in what they call New Asia. So that'd be, you know, Singapore, Philippines, Malaysia, Vietnam, et cetera, China, still no recovery, yeah. Europe, mundane recovery. Um, yep. Good buying time for equities or not even equities, but maybe, you know, um, funds that are foreign funds because it's cheap. Things are really cheap. Things are looking pretty bad in, 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 in also in Latin America. I mean, we've seen our own demand uh, down there come down quite a bit, you know. And uh, so I think, you know, September, October may hopefully be the bottom, you know. And then everybody was really talking about a little bit of a recovery um, at EPCA. And we've seen a little bit of that September to October uh, on, a, on a micro level definitely better in October, but October is usually one of our strongest months. Yep. Um, and it's been it's stronger than September, but not tremendously stronger. So, um, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of things flying around right now. You know, the Israel yeah. Hamas thing, the, you know, Ukraine now Russia's on a counteroffensive. Lock, a lot going on. Yeah. 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 That was a, I don't know if you got asked, but I know that I think at least two or three people asked week asked me that about the presidential election like oh what do you think's gonna happen and mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing how many eyeballs there are on they us are. and what we do and the elections and things like that because it plays such a worldwide role as it, it was interesting to, i didn't really know how to answer it i mean you know, i'm not a exceedingly <laughs> political person so i just kind of gave my two cents but it's like i mean some of these guys knew more about it than i did and you know, yeah people very, follow very that closely. closely people do people do follow the the the, the u.s election very closely because yeah. it's, it's 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 gonna have uh consequences to everybody yeah very much so, but especially especially if you're close as Mexico to and everything, all the all the, all the transaction that transactional yeah. amounts between both countries definitely going to have an effect. Yeah, absolutely. Been quite a migrant crisis on the border recently as well. You know, with the tremendous amount of Venezuelans trying to make their way through U.S. Mexico border. Um, you know, so yeah, there's a lot of attention paid to that. I mean, it's a, it's amazing to see in the last you know couple generations of presidents, how much impact they really do have. You know, you think that, you know, 
they're probably, you know, tempered by Congress and Senate and, you know, and then statutory level and all that. But no, they really, yeah. they figured out ways <clears throat> to have a direct impact against each other, you know. So you look at the 25% China tariffs we still have. I mean, Trump just decided one day that these are going to be there and everyone's like, oh yeah, it's going to get redacted or whatever. And it's, they're still here. You yeah. Know? They yeah. Got, so it's, it's and that was, that was actually a big talking point. And again, back to EPCO was yeah. that they don't have any of those protections. I mean, there is, they're flooded with China, flooded well, with Chinese products. And one of the biggest sort of obvious thing was Chinese cars. Chinese cars are everywhere there, yeah. you know, so electric cars, not in electric cars, just flooding in there. And they don't have, they've got, I don't know, 27 or 30 voices that they need to get in alignment to make a decision. It's very difficult to do that. So there is no protection from, from that China uh, flood of goods and, uh, so at least we have the 25%, but the deflation that's happened in China means that we're still buying from China, yeah. despite a 25% plus duty plus shipping up charge. Crazy. It is know? crazy. It is crazy. One other thing being mid-October, we'll start thinking about the end of the year. You know, obviously a lot of companies run on the calendar year, and we've already seen kind of internal battles with customers on, um, you know, pricing versus um, production and inventory levels mm. and things like that. So seems like with this calendar year being a little bit slower or maybe a lot of it slower for a lot of folks there'll be a big focus on end of year inventories and keeping inventory levels lower than normal which is always interesting for december and then like you always say come first or second week of january everyone needs everything because they've kept their inventory so low right. so now it's kind of the time i think a lot of folks start looking at that and planning for that and i think it'd be an interesting december and january to see what comes with that could be i mean we're already starting to see you know, fire sales on things, but there's a lot of, alternatively, there's a lot of things that are being pressured cost-wise. Yep. So we've started to see a little bit of pre-buying at the end of months on certain products to get ahead of the price increases. So um, there may be that, you know, I think that um, inventories are already low in general. People are, are going back to just in time or winning business because we can deliver in a short period of time. So I don't know if there's going to be a lot of available inventory at the end of the year to, you know, to, to, to make deals on. Um, but I do expect, um, you know, at some point that we've got to see demand pick up worldwide and hopefully that'll be in Q1 of 2024. You know, that's my next hope. Yep. I doubt it's going to be Q4 of 2023 yeah. you know, at this point, but yeah. Q1 of 2024, I'm hopeful. And, uh, I keep coming back to the time of year, but obviously, uh, Coming into wintertime, coming to some of the colder months, we've seen some interesting things on fuel prices, uh, mm -hmm. both, I think, at the pump and with freight, rate, with freight rates. You know, we've seen some lanes increasing a bit. We've seen some lanes getting a little bit better in terms of price. You get kind of the availability switches with coming in and out of New England. You know, maybe we're more aware of it than others because we're obviously based up here. But you see, you know, maybe less truckers want to come up here as the weather starts to get crappy. I was just looking, I think it was... Three years ago, we, we got a snowstorm on uh, October 25th, so could start snowing any day here for all we know, <laughs> yeah. which, is, which is crazy to think about. We usually um, get a random storm in October that yeah. you know blows out a bunch of snow. And yeah. then nothing until, you know, January, February. February exactly. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we're keeping a, keeping a close eye on that as well. It's a good time to double check freight rates. We've seen some things increase more than I thought they would. And we've also seen some lanes drop by 40% unexpectedly. Yeah, the so. truckers want to go south, you yeah. know, so they want to move their equipment south. So yeah. there's some savings there. Alternatively, coming to the north is more expensive. Yeah, very much so. Um, 
Well, speaking of freight, obviously we can uh, transition right into a conversation we had with uh, one of our good friends and partners, Lashako, on the freight side. We had uh, Cherie up here last week, two weeks ago now, which is two weeks uh, ago. Yeah, two weeks. good to have her up here. She's uh, very energetic and uh, has some interesting stories, both on the work front and with her mayoral campaign against Mike Tyson. Yep, yep, <laughs> so that... <laughs> a, uh, a, a good segment. Rob's looking at us like we're crazy right now. <laughs> um, but we'll pivot over to the uh, Lashako section. Good morning, Cherie. How you doing? I am good, Ben. How are you? Doing very well. Doing very well. It's nice to have you here in beautiful Jamestown, Rhode Island. It is absolutely beautiful. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Of course. This is your first time in Rhode Island? Yes, like okay. ever. So it's it's definitely different. I may not go back home. So, That's all you right. know, That's I'll, all right. I'll be around. We'd be happy to have you. <laughs> um, so I know we've been talking about having you on a podcast episode here for a while. So I'm glad we finally made it happen. Um, so why don't you uh, introduce both yourself and the company for anyone uh, that may not be familiar with you guys, and we'll kick it off there. Perfect. Uh, I am Sheree Kaufman, as we all know. Uh, I am National Account Manager for Lashako. I handle the ISO Tank division. Um, I have been with the company for a year and a half now. I came over from uh, Sutton's in the industry. Is it, I, I don't realize you were that new to the company. Yes, okay. yes. I know it doesn't seem like it because like everybody knows yeah. me from Lashako. <laughs> so it seems like I've been here forever. So we must have met um, when you just started. Yeah, I guess. Okay. definitely. Right. Yeah, it was. I, I think it was probably my my very first yeah. uh, event that I went to. So yeah. it was like I just kind of went into the role and it was just. Sheree Lashako. So it's like when you know Lashako, you know Sheree. Yep. Um, so yeah, so been here for a, about the year and a half. Um, love the role, love the company. Uh, Lashako was started actually in 1879 in Bremen, Germany. Uh, they are family owned and privately owned still. We do, uh, we do full logistics. So we'll be import, export, ocean. We do air freight, FCL, LCL. Um, and then, of course, ISO tanks is my specialty. Sure. And we have tank competence in uh, APAC, Americas, and your Middle East Europe areas. Um, and as far as happenings, uh, we have uh, the markets probably not going to change much for us. We've noticed that steamship lines seem to be uh, adding blank sellings and maintenance for vessels to keep the rates from dropping hmm. because of the way the... Um, the our everybody is keeping their inventory that they had. So in the past, everybody kind of just overstocked. Sure, you know they're ordering extra, and we're we're moving, 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 and now we just have too much. Yep. So now they're just shipping them out per order. So so specific to the company, what do you guys actually? Do you what do you what are your assets? What do you do you own the ISOs you're moving? Do you own the vessels? How deep actually, does it go? No, we actually do lease them. Okay. We'll do that through Exceed. Okay. Um. So we um. That's just how it is. We'll do shipper owned tanks. So sure. it's like if we have a shipper owned and we want to do it, there's a chance, you know, we'll, we can probably have it made and be able to use that for the the back and forth of those uh, shipper owns. Sure. Otherwise we do lease them, but we do have over 5,000 tanks in the fleet okay. for wow. that. Um, they are current up to date. We have them regularly tested. That, that's I mean, just ISOs, 5,000 yeah, ISOs. That is just ISOs. Okay. Yes, yes. So um, of course my specialty sure. uh, yeah. is that. Yeah. So I could tell you anything about that part of the company. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I can yeah. give you a bits and pieces of everything else. And is it mostly chemicals? Uh, do you guys do food stuff? Do you do what, what? chemical? It's it is mostly chemicals. Yeah. Um, food grade, we can probably do a special request on that. Yeah. Um, it would just take some time to to put that together because we want to make sure that your product is safe, especially sure. if it's something that's going to be consumed. Yeah, so that makes sense. Yeah. Um, 
That's a lot of employees. I didn't realize. 3,000 globally. Crazy. I know. That's what I say. I'm just like, dang, I thought I was the only one. Yeah. But, you know. And what, So I, I assume most of those would be folks kind of in the logistics side of it, like actually getting from ISOs from point A to point B. I mean, it's actually, it's, it's actually, yeah, the sell side is definitely a little bit smaller. So sure. as a whole, it it's just like everybody combined. Uh, within our Houston office, we have for tank sales, we have myself and Greg Kreider. And then we have for our freight forwarding and, you know, our air freights and things like that. We have Christelle and Kevin Sexton and Vanessa Mendoza. Okay. okay. So we do have a, uh, not as many sales as we do like the rest of the operations, which sure. of course, without the rest of the operations though, we wouldn't be who we were. Right. So right. we definitely need them. So it's better that we have more of them yep. Yep. than more of us. But you're not going to see a, a Lashako shirt on a truck driver. Like you guys, it, it doesn't go that far. Down no, the, no, 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 sure. it, it, it yeah. does not. But we definitely, we have been working with Boasso for about a hundred years now. <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally, literally a hundred years um, so we've been, you know, that's, that's who our go-to is. So we have a really great relationship with them. So, sure. you know, we make sure it, it's kind of like we're, we're just partners. Yeah. So, um, we have no worries or issues with any trucking. Um, yeah. I mean, things are. All of a sudden, our 35th anniversary this year doesn't seem so. It seems so exciting when it, when when a company was started with an 18 in the, in the beginning. I like, know, wow, I know, and crazy. so we've only been in the U.S. since 1978. Okay. So we actually was okay. one of the first MVOCCs here. Okay. So it's it's so I'm 45. So and I just turned 45. So it's actually as, as long as I've been here <laughs> wow. uh, that we've been in the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Well, so obviously being there for a year and a half, you know, I'm sure you stepped into quite the crazy market. <sighs> uh, so I've been doing this seven or eight years now, and I've seen cycles that, you know, people say, you know, people have been doing this 40 years, say all oh, the last five, six, seven, eight years are the craziest cycle that we've ever seen. I'm like, that's all yeah. I know. That's, that's all that I've, right. I've ever seen. Um, so obviously, you know, going back a year and a half ago is 2021-ish, and, you know, obviously still in the middle of COVID, Business is crazy. Uh, at least from our side, you know, people are trying to get everything everywhere. There's demand mm -hmm. for everything. People aren't mm -hmm. traveling, so they're buying things and and cars and upgrades to their house and you name it. Um, so obviously, you stepped into quite the crazy market. I did when you, see. When you so I there. was I was already in it. So I just actually came from another carrier. So I was a, I was able to be inside the whole COVID hitting and you know getting rates from uh, vendors um, for. $300 to, to go to Asia, yeah. you know, for an empty tank to it turning into $3,500 or $35,000. Like, yeah, I mean. you know, I'm just like, when did this happen? So yeah, yeah coming into La Shaco, we kind of, uh, they were still kind of just getting everything back together. Um, you know, they did their struggle. They, they ended up, they, they had, they did have their cyber attack. So that kind of slowed up things during that time as sure. well. Yep. Uh, so they were still picking up pieces from that. Whenever I came in, you know, operations was out of sorts. Sales was, you know, out of sort. There was really, you know, you, you had your people still coming back from that. It was just a year after COVID had hit. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So everybody was still just discombobulated. So yep. it was a, a lot going on. So I came in and of course you're just like, <gasps> What did I come into? Yeah, right, um, right. It, it it just worked itself out. I, I started attending, going to my meetings. I started seeing what the customers were needing. I started asking questions within the meetings. You know, like what what needs to change? What has changed from the time that you know you've you've been dealing with us? What can I do to help you? Um, seemed to just roll with it and kind of took those things back to you know my my counterparts and and my managers at Lashaco who listened to every word I said and was really supportive and. Yep. 
we just made it happen. Operations is fantastic now. Uh, you know, we have the communication going. Um, it's definitely a huge difference, even from that year and a half. Sure. From from coming, it's like it's a total different um, company. Yeah. You know, it's like you, you have just wonderful people just you know, we finally have it to where we have those people that need to be in those positions. Right. So right. yeah, it's it's nice. And one of my favorite things and a big reason I kind of switched over from more of the marketing stuff to the sales side of things, it's very much a, a people industry. You, you you go out, it's 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 hasn't taken the same track as and it's maybe starting to go that way, but it's it's not dominated by computers and portals and it you know, impersonal things. It's very much a, a personal industry. We go to trade shows and yes. cocktail parties and it's who you like to do business with and if you haven't been able to tell in the last 14 minutes, you're, you're very much a people person, which <laughs> I'm sure makes things easy. And it's great. It's always nice, you know, talking to people and it's easy to have a conversation with someone because especially in the logistics world, maybe it's yeah. not the most exciting thing in the world, but you, you make it exciting. You, you build a relationship there and you have to, yeah. you, it's, it's all about building relationships. That's what I love about my job. It's just, it's building relationships with anybody. I don't care if you don't have anything to offer me at the time. You may have a friend that has something to offer to me. Sure. So, you know, like it, it is and, and just I, I love this this part of it. Sales is what I was meant to do. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's fun. And then of course the mingling and the the cocktail parties and yeah. the things like that is just a bonus. Yeah, I yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, you know, I like dressing up. So Oh, I know. Um, <laughs> if if you're looking on the camera, I don't know, I don't know. We 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 get like the full the full pano here, but we, you know, very, ne- never not colorful. <laughs> I'm always bright, always yeah. bright. Yeah. So uh, like it's what I do. I like it. Um, so obviously we're, we're sort of past the COVID period. How is, what, what are the kind of trends been this year for you on the, you know, managing existing customers and trying to get new customers, you know, what, what have been the big things for you this year on the, you know, sales side and, and prospecting side and dealing with existing customers? What do, you know, what, what are people saying? What are, so what are some of the issues? And With our existing customers, it's definitely been just the overstock of product. Yep. It's, you know, um, they were consistent, you know, whenever they made their bids and, you know, we do our, you know, our matrices and our tenders and things like that. Uh, they made this large, like, this is what I need. This is what I'm going to do. This sure. is what I need you to quote me on, which turned into, I'm so sorry. This is, I, I can't even fulfill th- this order anymore, you know, or I can't continue to do this. I have to slow down on things. Um, so there's a lot of that, a lot of just, you know, they had high hopes And then it just kind of just let them down. So they're hoping for Q1 to kind of pop off and and get back to a steady um, role with everything. Um, As far as uh, any issues, just really none other than just the overstock of products. So, you know, and then and then, of course, you know, um, they compliment, you know, the the customer service and the the operations and everything, how it's been running smoothly. Sure. um, Since we've we've kind of just gotten everything taken care of. Uh, that's really all I can think of. There's really not a lot of uh, issues. Prospecting is definitely more <laughs> a struggle yeah. uh, as far as right now. Uh, not that I'm not. I'm able to. But it's just it's it's a lot of people, they'll want to see you. But then there's really nothing that they can do right. Um, right. for you at the time. But they're willing to see me. You know, I guess I just have that personality yeah. where it's <laughs> like, you know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and I, I want you to sure. come in. And then it it might not be until like a month or two that I hear from them again, right. you know, for, for a request, which is fine. You know, I'm willing to work with that. Like I said, it's a building relationship. So I continue to check in on them and see what they need, what they want, yep. how they are. You want to go eat lunch? Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. it, 
it's it's a, it's going to be okay. Yeah, it's that's the biggest okay. thing I've learned. You know, we had a lot of guys on our sales team that have been doing this either with TCC or with other companies for a long, long time. And you know, everyone obviously has the same kind of feedback that everything's cyclical. And sure, you know, you went from a time where you couldn't have there weren't enough ships on the water to move everything to now there's quite too many. But it's it's it may not ever go back to that kind of crazy COVID period where the demand just rose like never seen before. But right. Things are going to turn around. People are going to have to produce again. Interest rates are going to come down. People will be buying stuff. And, you know, inevitably it's going to go back. So it just goes back to building relationships. And yeah. when, when that happens, you want to be. I want to be right first there. Phone call. I, I, I want to be that first phone call. I want to be that first text. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's my goal in my sales. That's just like my strategy. It's just like, you know, if, if I can't use you right now, it doesn't mean I'm going to let you go. Sure. Doesn't mean I'm going to stop checking in on you and making sure, you know, you don't need something for me that I can do for you. So yeah. Yeah. definitely want to be that first call always. Yeah. And so what are you telling people about either the end of this year or kind of going into early next year? What are what are some of the things you guys are starting to talk about, plan for, forecast? What are what are some of the hot things that are kind of in the right in the now pipeline? we have we have plenty of tanks. Uh we have it they're readily available. So I mean that's looking good for us going in sure. um to all the major ports. So we're having no issues with that. The pricing, unfortunately, is is probably going to remain the same. There's not going to be a lot of dropping because of the the steamship line issues. Yep. Um, Q1, we're hoping to see just a little bit of change, but it's probably not going to be much, especially in Q1. Maybe Q2, Q3, yep. 2024 might pop off something. But as far as the end of this year, uh, going into the beginning of next year, Probably not a lot of changes within, but we, you know, again, we have a lot of tanks available where sure. we got you, you know, we'll be able yeah. to, we can get it on the water and, you know, we are in 24 countries. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and you mentioned the, it, so that the, what the steamship lines are doing with pricing and their rates, that's, what's kind of keeping pricing. That That is. Side. So there's, and that's what we try to explain to customers. There's not a lot we can do. I can go and I can negotiate with them, but if they're continuing to just add, you know, uh, maintenance and, and blank sellings on things. It's like, it's causing a clog up. It's, right. it's making it to where you, we can't run anywhere. Um, so then our vessels can't get on any space because space is taken. Sure. So unfortunately there's, there's not a lot of control we can do with that. So we really can't drop rates or we can't do anything like that. So right. we're still at the steamship lines back and call basically. So yeah. they still run everything. Truckers have gotten a lot better with it. So we don't really have as many issues with truckers uh, because they need the business. Sure. Steamship lines, they need it too, but they still have a little trickery, you know, going yeah. on. And, you know, it is the business. So, you sure. know, get your money how you can. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Well, that makes sense. Any, uh, you know, anything else? I know one thing we like to do is, you know, we talk about things on the podcast that we kind of wish every single, if every single customer or prospect listened to it, you know, this is kind of the things we are thinking about. These are the things that we see kind of the trends that are going on that we're making decisions on and we'd recommend people also make decisions on. Are there any kind of maybe one or two big trends or geopolitical things or you know, what, what are the biggest things if you could put one message in front of every single one of your customers like, hey, keep an eye on this. Oh you know, my what, goodness. What, what You're trying you? to... To, to just get me on spot here. I don't even know. Oh my gosh. See, he didn't, he didn't mention this, guys. No, this sure was didn't. not mentioned. You're keeping your toes, you know? <laughs> okay, I'm okay with it. Um, <laughs> dang. I, I, I don't even know. Uh, one thing. I mean, is it is it what, you know, what oil prices, is that driving the cost to move goods around? Is it um, just the general, what's happening with GDP and how people are spending money? I mean, what... What, what's the big what's the big thing in the freight world that you're like hey you, you should watch you, you should follow this you should watch this 
I would definitely watch like the 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 go the global trade lanes, like things going into Europe, things going into Brazil. Watch how those rates are going. Watch how how steady they're they're remaining. You know, kind of just keep an eye on on just the structure of how that's going. Um, pay attention to. Um, I completely forgot what I was going to say, but pay attention to it, guys. <laughs> on, on, on the same thing, obviously, we still have the China tariffs. Yes. Has that impacted yeah. goods coming to and from Asia at all for you guys? Do you, do you see we, more business, less business with Asia? We do have a little less business within the Asia. Ours is more Latin America. Okay. So we do. We, we have a lot of comings and goings in Latin America. We're sure. really big in that market. So okay. definitely less for the China. Not that we can't. Sure. We can. Yeah. Um, it's just not as it won't run as smoothly going back and forth from uh, Asia. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean. I guess that's that's all I got. I don't know. Cool. Call me. <laughs> well, I mean, we can't we can't let you go without the talking about your upcoming mayoral campaign that I just uh, <laughs> that I just learned about. Please please fill me in because as we're hearing the story, it just keeps getting better and better. And for anyone that's listening to the podcast and thinks, oh, I don't need to hear about this, I'm going to skip ahead. I, I promise you should listen. Okay, so <laughs> guys, I am running for mayor in my town, which is Wood Branch in the little town of Texas. So we are outside of Houston. It's a little country town. And I am running against my competitor, who is Mike Tyson. So, I mean, you Not know, just another guy that happens to be named Mike Tyson. Like, <laughs> the, the Mike Tyson. So Mike Tyson is my um, my counterpart. So um, I'm going to beat him. He won't beat me. Just just want to put that out there. So vote for me. I'm going to be there. And even if I lose, it's fine. It's going to be great. But yes. Mike Tyson is him. That's that's funny. So you know, <laughs> look me up. When did you know you want to be a, the the mayor of your town? Is this a recent recent thing? I I literally walked in joking. <laughs> I was making jokes about it. I said I wanted to be the mayor, and so again, it's a small town. So kind of went into the office, and I always I'll go take them things. I'll go and take them Christmas cards or Valentine's Day. Yeah. Like I'm just that person and yeah. take them things. So I walked in and kind of was just like, what well, I got to do to be mayor around here? <laughs> and uh, they were like, OK, yeah, you should be mayor. And I was like, oh, <laughs> thank funny. you. That's funny. <laughs> then I found out who I was running against and got kind of nervous and wanted to come up with a campaign slogan of uh knock Mike Tyson out but I was like I don't know if that's appropriate does he live in your so he lives in the same town no no he doesn't he actually is not honorary. yeah it's it's just honorary yeah, type of thing so yeah. it's it's well I mean you're a true resident so that right there I, well you know, you, you, know, you know what the people need that's what I said I was like <laughs> I'm better to be there anyway yeah. he doesn't he's just a name on stuff yeah. so I'm gonna be the next name on stuff perfect so yes it's exciting thank you for bringing that up Ben. appreciate it of course <laughs> well I'm glad we finally got you up to Rhode Island I'm glad we finally got you on the on the podcast I think it was great so, um, we'll have you on soon, both to talk about your mayoral victory and to talk about what's happening in the freight world. As, I love it. You know, Can't it's, wait. It's, it's always amazing. We, we talk to folks about on the freight side and, you know, maybe two, three months later, like, Hey, what's going on? And all of a sudden there's seven things that are completely yes. different. It's, yeah. it's completely changed from the last time we caught up on freight stuff. So it's always amazing yeah. how quickly it, it's always changing. This, and, I mean, I've been doing this since Oh six. So it, it's been many, many years and like nothing's ever been the same. Yeah. Nothing is the same in this industry from the time I started until now. So it's just crazy. And I think that's why I was so uh, addicted to it. It was like, nothing's the same. Right. It, it changes. I'm never going to be bored yep. ever. So it's exciting. I like it. I love it. Well, thank you for uh, coming on. It was great to see you. Great to have you on the episode. And like I said, we'll, uh, we'll see you soon and we'll have you on an episode again here soon. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Of course. So yeah, Sheree uh, is, is 
it's running against Mike Tyson. She, she, was, she was telling like, me, Mike Tyson. The Mike Tyson. She, she's telling me and George is out the story. Like, oh yeah, I'm running for running for mayor of my town. I'm like, oh that's you know that's cool. What and town? It's it's In a Texas. small small town outside. Of, it's like a suburb of Houston. Okay. And so she's like, yeah, I'm running for mayor. Blah blah. blah. Everyone thinks I'd be good at it and all that stuff. And we're like, okay. And she's like, yeah, it's, you know, I'm running against Mike Tyson. And she said it so nonchalant. And we're like. <laughs> Can you that to the Mike Tyson part? Like, is, is it the Mike Tyson? So apparently he he's related to someone that lives in that town and they elected him as like the... He I, used to live there, I think at one point. Now okay. his family lives there. And so, wow. it, but he's so far removed and not involved in any anything. I think the only time that it, like people like to get citations because it's his signature. <laughs> so it's like a free autograph yeah. that you still have to pay for, I guess, uh, for the citation. Tough competition for her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll that's see. That's, that's, that's a fun fact. Yeah, that was, I was, Ben's like, oh, did you know that? I was like, no, I had no idea. Like, huh. So. So she's, she's using the view for her, uh, her mayo campaign. It's a, <laughs> <laughs> so it's a new way for a uh, new way for some PR. Oh yeah. man. Um, but no, it was a good, good, good talk with her. It was really, really interesting to see what, what they're seeing on a much more kind of macro global level with moving freight all over the world and plans for next year and how much, you know, lanes they're, how many lanes they're contracting and how many ISOs they're keeping. And it was, it was, mm. it's interesting for sure. Um, we talked a little bit about kind of price updates and oil and all that good stuff. Um, since the last time we recorded, oil's come off a bit. Oil's down about 50 cents to a dollar. U.S. net gas increased about 50 cents, which is 20-ish percent or something like that. Right. Um, so kind of a mixed bag, you know, like with uh, gas going up, benzene's gone up, or yeah, benzene's gone up uh, yep. a good bit over the last last month. Uh, Propylene's 60, up. 60, 70 cents. Propylene went back up, so... A mix of things happening on the raw material mm, side. Definitely. Yeah, it was uh, probably the, the biggest move was natural gas. We haven't seen that. That's been steady at E250 MMBTU for quite some time. Yep. Now up to three bucks, yep. three bucks and change. So, um, and also, you know, to see propylene reverse course and start moving up, I think it went up a penny and then four and a half, was it, yep. for uh, September? So, um, yeah, so there's definitely some movement there and, uh, you know, Oil was as high as 96, 97 at one point. That was getting, you know, we were, we were almost about to touch 100 and it dropped right back. And now it's, you know, hovering in the high 80s, WTI and Brent. Yep. It seems like that's kind of the, I don't know if you want to call it like the comfortable range that it's been in. It seems like 80 to 90 it's, is yeah. kind of like. It's expensive, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, that's high, you know. But we, we again, we predicted this. We said the Q4, we were going to see it. Russia's cut back, uh, you know, all the, all the, Petroleum producing countries have, have have sort of cut back in tandem, and then Exxon buying into the fracking that was uh, that's yeah. a huge move, uh, and you know it says a lot about our uh, energy independence here. You know, so um, so there's a lot of moves in 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 energy right now. Yeah, very much so. I think one of the interesting things about doing the podcast monthly, like we do it, is you kind of like bookmark events, and I think one of those events was we must have been virtual when we were doing it, but we we must have had at least one or two episodes where oil was like zero dollars or it was negative dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's with, we were just talking about that with Kathy because she was talking about what oil was doing, and we're like, yeah, there's a time when it was you know, oil was zero dollars. Yeah, let's like go back and find which episode that was. But it was, it was a March of 2021, I think somewhere something around there. Yeah. March, April. You know, right when COVID hit, you know, good time to buy, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know what was going to happen at that point. Yeah, so. if you bought a tanker of oil sitting off the coast for a dollar a barrel, and you're looking pretty good right about now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that'd be a lot, a lot of demurrage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a bad chemical. Yeah, you might joke. break even yeah, I was on say. a demurrage. <laughs> Whoever thought that, you know, you'd be 
making a joke about to merge one day. Yep. <laughs> and yep. we'd all laugh about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'll, I'll really have wrapping things up. We're kind of back to uh, travel season. Obviously, we've all been flying around both to trade shows and events and uh, just getting out, seeing customers and contacts. It's been a good uh, good couple of weeks, busy couple of weeks and last month or two. Um, obviously, some travel coming up for the fall. We'll be at the Camex later this month mm-hmm. with our composites folks. Um, the World Compounding Expo in Cleveland. Obviously, we mentioned Apla, which is coming up, which is cool. Um, the Vinyl Compounders Conference at the end of the year in uh, in December in Austin, Texas. And then before you know it, we're still talking about 2024 with our uh, our favorites with the AFPM and obviously coding show in NPE next year, busy 2024. It is just boom, 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 one after the other. But it's great because, you know, it really, I think, emphasizes the building relationships, staying on top of that, meetings and, mm. you know, just getting out there. And we have, you know, a, a nice robust attendance, I think, and in, in presence at, at all of these. So, mm. you know, no short of uh, being able to meet with us, that's for sure. A lot going on. Yeah, it feels like good timing for things like the coding show and NP, like, you know, we're fully out of the COVID period, business hopefully starting to pick back up by the end of Q1 of next year and, you know, having the AFPM coding show and NP all so close to each other. It's, I think it'll be an interesting time for it to just kind of reconnect with customers and suppliers and see where things are at and what the forecast is for the rest of the year. You'll have a kind of full quarter of the year under your belt and mm. see what the forecast is for the remainder of the year. I think it's, it'll be interesting timing for them all, I think. Well, any, uh, any final news, thoughts, questions, concerns, wrapping things up? What are you going to be for Halloween, Avi? I don't know. Uh, yeah, 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 dude. You just gave me a smart <laughs> but Come on. I don't know yet because uh, my son wants me to be a garbage truck because he's going to be in a fire <laughs> truck. And he's like, what are you going? I was like, what do you want me to be? Um, garbage truck. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Aren't you glad you asked? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, I, I don't know. I don't know. What is a fire truck? He's going to be like... There's a thing that you buy, it's, it's a couple of blocks, and they put in... Like suspenders, suspenders right? Yeah, yeah suspenders, suspenders, suspenders. They clip on. So like, not just a firefighter, he's going to be the whole truck. Yeah, he wants to be the truck. Huh. Yeah, he'll be a truck. So Halloween, and that's Rob's favorite season. Yes. Favorite holiday, by I the way. It. I love it. <laughs> what are you, you going to be for Halloween? Uh, I usually just put something scary on, you know, like a <laughs> bold fake fur coat and a scary mask and scary gloves and... I dress up my little dog and we, you know, walk around and scare people, you know, it's just a, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful, you know, it's a holiday that you celebrate all in a couple hours. Yeah. So that's what yeah. I love about it. It's not too extended. I love the the decorations and, yeah. you know, and Nicole's earrings, you know, she's got yep, the, I've got some skeletons. They look headless right now, but yeah, can we zoom in on those bad boys? I know. I don't know what one either, but you know, maybe we'll have a snapshot of it's those big in Mexico too. You know, the, the isn't it the day of the dead? Yes. And I love like when I go to Mexico city in Mexico, you see like the skulls and everything. I'm like, I don't know why it's just, you know, it's a, a reminder of, of life, you know, and living life to the fullest, I yeah. think, is more than anything, you know. Yep. And the spirits are alive, you know, on Halloween. You go outside and listen and the kids and, the, you know, everything's alive. You know, it's a changing of the season. So that's why I love it so much. When you live in such a good area and Jamestown's such a good area for it, like, don't they do that, like, parade with the kids? And- oh, my God. Isn't there a we phone party? So and many. Like- like it's, <laughs> it's, it got Facebook's number one destination to go trick-or-treating so literally they have a parade and the the parade route ends and they turn and go up my street and it's like we literally have we need thousands and thousands of pieces of candy and uh the whole yeah (laughs) the the whole neighborhood gets like support from the rest of the neighborhoods because it's a very concentrated area that everybody goes through and 
So I think that's one of the the things that's sort of negative about Halloween now is like people go, they don't necessarily go to their own community and, and celebrate it. They go somewhere. It's sort of meant to be more spread out. You yeah. know, I think even though we've got a very spooky street and it's a great, you know, it's, it's a great vibe, yep. um, but it's not the only vibe, you know, so. Yeah. Well, and speaking of Halloween and, and scary things and, and curses, we we broke the boy curse. Oh my yes. God, this is oh insane. This is insane. Well, you know, yeah, good luck to Josh Savory, you know, of all the employees forever that TCC's existed, we've only had boys. And uh, Josh Savory at the logistics company just found out he's having a girl. So until I see it physically, uh, you know, <laughs> I know the science is good, but, you know. There have been times where they go, oh. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't see that. <laughs> That that would uh, that would so far emphasize the fact that there actually is a curse. If they, <laughs> oh if my god! If that happened, man, that would be it. It'd be all oh over. Oh my god! That was um, that was crazy news. Oh uh, yeah. It's funny because he just did the math of like the odds of oh, the, the same thing happening sixteen times in a row was like point zero 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 one percent. Like he right. just did it like a month or two ago. So yeah, 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 he was the one that did the math. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh, that's funny. But very exciting for for him and Gwen, and excited for him. Yeah, now there's hope that you could have a girl someday, Benny. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Ben's like, oh man, now it's like time Very to wrap this up. romantic time <laughs> in the Amalfi Coast. Huh? <laughs> yeah, to the fifth. You know? <laughs> it's funny because my, my mom doesn't, my mom not so secretly, you know, with like a, a, a granddaughter at some point. Yeah, so she's like, hey, you know, if this curse continues, in that family. you may need to reconsider, your, you know, if this curse is a thing, you may need to reconsider for a couple months, <laughs> you know, when you're having kids because I want to I want a grand I'm like, okay, mom, I get it. Thank oh, you. That's fine. I remember she even She'll enlisted in my house. She was like, hey, so if you have another, and I'm like, no, 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 we're yeah. done it too. And she's like, yeah, yeah but, you yeah, know, but. and I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> like, Ben, there you go. Passing the yeah, yeah, throw it in. Pass, pass the torch over. <laughs> exactly. Well, it was a good episode. A lot going on. It's always good, I think, debriefing after things like the EPCA and the AFPN was always a, a good kind of consensus and mood on what's happening globally mm. with, you know, our contact customers and suppliers and business partners and logistics folks and always a lot to lot to talk about, a lot going on with uh, getting back from stuff like that. So was a good episode. Uh, we'll look forward to your Apple Yes, yes, yes. We'll be, I'll be back that 14th, 15th. We'll be, I'll be here. So right, right, writing time for the podcast. 16th, Perfect. 9 a.m. Nine, 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 nine. <laughs> 11. Um, well, as always, we uh, appreciate your guys' time. Good episode, good uh, good chat, and uh, we'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you, Ben. Thank Absolutely. you, Ben. Absolutely. Thanks, Benny. The material contained on this podcast is provided by the chemical company solely for informational purposes. The information is not guaranteed to be correct, complete, or up to date. The information in the podcast is intended solely as a general education aid. TCC is providing this podcast as a public service, but it is neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of TCC policy. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by TCC. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by TCC employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the view of TCC or any of its officials. All statements, comments, and opinions presented are made in the context of robust dialogue and freedom of expression. TCC assumes no responsibility for any consequence relating directly or indirectly to any action or inaction taken based on the information in this podcast. While TCC strives to keep the information in the podcast accurate, complete, and up-to-date, we cannot guarantee and will not be responsible for any damage or loss related to the
the accuracy, completeness, or timeliness of the information. TCC assumes no liability for any errors or omissions in the content of this podcast. The information contained on the podcast is provided entirely on an as-is basis with no guarantees of completeness, accuracy, usefulness, or timeliness.